Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. Again, we are, we may be on the cusp of a major uh, new moment in American history. With me right now, uh, Peter Herbeck. Uh, Peter is the Vice President and Director of Missions for Renewal Ministries. For more than 30 years, he's been actively involved in evangelization and Catholic renewal throughout the U.S., Canada, Africa, Eastern Europe. Peter is co-host for the weekly television program, The Choices We Faith and Face in Crossing the Goal. And daily, he has the radio program Fire on the Earth at Ave Maria Radio. You can visit uh, RenewalMinistries.net and learn more of the great work that he's doing there. Well, good to see you again. Thanks, Al. Great to be with you. This has been... Happy Easter. Uh, well, yeah, and to you. This may turn out to be a, a momentous week uh, if, in fact, this leaked opinion from Justice Alito resembles in any way the Supreme Court decision that will come down probably next month uh, in the Dobbs case. And we were talking off the air the other day uh, about uh, those who are champions of abortion are outraged. Mm -hmm. And it's not fun to be in their presence right now. And we're seeing this is I mean, this is to be expected. And you were actually laying out what I thought was a, a great theological and biblical rationale for where this rage comes from. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, clearly it is a, an epic moment again, among epic things that have been happening yeah. over the last number of years, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, a great, amazing opportunity, you know, potentially here. Uh, but I think what I really appreciated your opening comments about the, the spiritual root about yeah. What's at at the ground of this whole thing? What's at the what's at the root of it? And I think uh, that we need to really take it to heart to say the real battles on that level. Yeah. And I think yeah. um, thinking about the spiritual combat that's a, that's going on is important to understand. Um, and so, for example, you and I were talking uh, just a couple of days ago about this. Uh, was you think about the biblical perspective of the devil strategy? Because the the enemy we're getting at with this issue. We are getting at, you know, the same Moloch stuff that was on, you know, yeah. the, the devil's been seeking to get human beings to offer up, to, to put to death human beings and make blood sacrifices yep. and things like that for centuries and centuries, right? Yep. And so we don't think about it that way because we're way too sophisticated and this is all, but essentially, I mean, just since 1973, I mean, if you look it up on, on Google or something, it's like over a billion children yeah. across the nations yeah. in this right, 50, 60 years, it's like, yep. What? Why is this happening? Why does it keep rising? Why does it, I mean, you know, why, and why can't it be defeated? What's going on? And the more intelligent you get, the more, the more you celebrate it, the more you back it, the more you get after it. Even as, even as many of these nations know, they're in a crisis of depopulation. Right. So there's, there's a massive demonic deception that's going on. And the Christian biblical worldview is critical now. This is a political fight, but as you said so clearly, it's not fundamentally a political fight. And we need to be wise as serpent, innocent as doves, and going forward in the political fight. But we're not going to be there. We're not going to get to that point if we're not deeply involved. First, we come to terms with how deep the spiritual battle is and that this is undergirded in the people of God with prayer and fasting and so that our we are rightly aligned with the leadership of the Lord on this in this moment. Our hearts are rightly aligned with the Lord who who's really allowing this moment to surface. I couldn't help but think of 
Second Chronicles, you know, chapter seven, verse fourteen. Now, a passage I know you know very well, where it says, mm-hmm. you know, if my people who yep. are called by my name, yeah. if they humble themselves, if they pray and seek my face, yep. and turn from their own sin right. and wickedness, I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sins, and I will heal their land. If there's nothing, the most critical thing on the planet in our land that needs to get healed is this issue. Right. Is the, is, we have to bring an end to what's actually going on here. And we, so... Yeah, we, we tolerate... People don't realize what we're saying is we tolerate what amounts to murder yeah. at the very beginning of human life and nobody's been able to demonstrate some way uh, on the spectrum from conception to birth and to final biological death where that's not human life. You know, it isn't as though we can find somewhere where the life, it's, well, that's pre-human, you know, right. so we don't have to be as concerned about it as later. No, from conception on, you're dealing with human life. Yeah. So, I mean, think about that. At the very, we live in a land which permits the slaughter of our kind, our people, uh, ourselves, uh, at the very beginning of life. Of course, we know at the end of life, too, we're seeing uh, Oregon yeah. now opening itself up for people to go, go there to die. Yeah, and so, and they're celebrating it in Canada. I just read an article, you know, that uh, assisted suicide, they, they had like a service, like a prayer yes. service around it. Yes. And everybody's now, we're calling good evil, and we're calling evil good. It's right, that, that Jer- Jeremiah, Isaiah type understanding yeah. Is, is rising to a serious level. So we ask the question, why is this happening? And so I think we have to go see very clearly, Al, the battle um, between the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. There is no neutral ground. There's two kingdoms at war. This battle has ultimately been won by Christ, but it's unfolding still in our time. And so... Like the scripture is very clear, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14, you get a peek into the devil's strategy. It's the devil's strategy to enslave yeah. the human race through the fear of death. Death is a dominion. It's a power. It's a disordered energy. It, it grips the human mind and heart. Jesus came. He broke the power of sin and death that dominion because this, there's a, a it's a dominion because it's wielded by satanic power and that's not just some fanatical fundamentalist thing it's a, it's it's catholic understanding biblical understanding yeah, of it, revelation so it's this the is, way the world is i mean right. this is reality we're talking yeah. about and so when you're not in the under the light of christ which is the only power that authentically dispels the darkness that fear and grip hangs over and presses in on human beings. And so we fight against it. We stay, we try to stave off death. We try to ignore the reality of it yeah. and it's, it's hold on our mind and heart. But what we're seeing in this issue, the recent popes have reminded, remember how often John, St. John Paul II called it, talked about a culture of death. Yeah. yeah. And what's a culture of death? It's the way of life right. of a people, right? And politics is downstream from the culture. This is why it's appearing in the culture, and, and culture's downstream from cult, from faith, yeah. from a perspective. We in this country, the further we've gotten away from 
a biblical worldview and belief in God and living in a healthy way under the fear of God and being guided by the wisdom of God and some of the principles that found the, the nation yes. you know, that are tied there, we become, our senseless minds, as Paul says, become darkened again. Yes. We move away from the light. Pope Benedict put it this way. He said, humanity's pushing God from the human horizon. Yeah. And when the light which comes from God begins to go dim, darkness comes on the human mind. And he said, humanity loses its bearings with increasingly evident and destructive effects. So that's basically, he's echoing the biblical worldview. And so in a culture of death, and here's why people see, you kind of wonder like, how can human beings be so fanatical about this, foaming at the mouth to defend this stuff and to celebrate it and boast of it? Like what's going on? Well, Back to what St. John Paul II meant by this, the idea of a culture of death. Father Francis Martin, a great scholar, once said, it hit me right in the heart. And when he said it is, in a culture of death, death itself becomes the solution to humanity's most intractable problems. That's, that's in, tremendously insightful. Yeah. yeah. And so what do we do, for example, so a, a, a a woman becomes pregnant, and she doesn't want to be pregnant, and it's there. So I might be a college student in a panic. What are my parents going to say? It's going to ruin my, my academic career. Uh, what's it going to do for my job prospects in the future? Yeah. I didn't want to have a baby with this guy anyway. Mm-hmm. And all this stuff, and then the devils are saying, well, it's pretty easy. Yeah. Just pretty easy. You can go do this. And so this yeah. battle this battle goes on, and, and it's like, oh, there is a way out of this huge responsibility I'm now looking at as a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Now, does every woman is every woman know she's being tempted by the devil? Well, no. You right. know, does every guy who's trying to run away from it and put out some money to get her to go have an right. abortion? No, they're just panicked. They're right. afraid. Right. I can't control my future. I, you know, who knows where this is going to lead? Embarrassment, shame, job loss, power loss, loss of control. You know, all that kind of stuff is going on, and they're panicking. That's the power of the disordered energy of the fear of death. It's not. The fear of God, which gives human beings wisdom, that stops me from doing that because they say, okay, I have a desire to do this, to get rid of the baby as soon as I can to escape this burden. But the fear of God says, no, no, no. It it clears your mind and you have to say, but this is a human being, you know? And so we're seeing this death as an answer to intractable problems like just north, you mentioned Portland, north of the border. Um, I just read an article in Canada, you know, they were celebrating some religious organization, Christian organization was alongside a, a assisted suicide, and they were singing hymns and celebrating. And guess what was happening there? Supposed compassion, which is a lie. God gives life and God takes it away. In order for us to be happy, we need to take God's prerogatives and make them our own. We need to be the master's of the wielding of death itself. Yeah. This is a great demonic deception, the father of lies, right? What does he do? He, Jesus said he comes to, or scripture says he comes to steal, to kill, and destroy, right? right? So that's a key dimension spiritually of what we're seeing. And then I think one of the most significant things we have to see, Al, is this is a demonic reversal. And you can perceive the deception by looking at the cross of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus, the, that act of love, which is the maybe the ultimate moment of revelation about God's nature, what is love, what is human love meant to look like, is Jesus says, this is the way to life. I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. And what he shows us on the cross, 
is this. What love's all about and what the whole universe is built on is an exchange. My life for yours. Jesus sheds his blood for our salvation. This is what love is. But now the demonic reversal is, no, no, no. Your life for mine. Right. And so this is what's going on here. People may not fully understand it, but this is the, the demonic deception that's at the core of it, which is to say, how am I going to secure my safety, my image, my happiness, my life, somebody, my, my own child. I have to have control. This child has to die yeah. or I'm not going to be able to have all that yeah. stuff. You know? It clearly is. It's a reversal of God's moral order. Uh, reason turns into irrationality. Life turns into death. Uh, it's, we'll come back and continue the conversation, but this is the way we need to be thinking about this moment. Uh, hold it there, Peter. Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. With me, uh, Peter Herbeck of Renewal Ministries. We've been talking about... Uh, What's being, you know, might say, released uh, into our culture right now, with the disclosure that the Supreme Court may well be—I'm uh, assuming this is going to happen, by the way—that the Supreme Court is going to set aside Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood v. Casey. Uh, this, the reaction, as as could be expected, the reaction has been ferocious. Yeah. Um, uh, you've got threats now, uh, you know, to, to may, directed towards the the more conservative Supreme Court justices. Um, you've got people gathering. You've you've got vile comments being made and directed uh, to those of us who have uh, tried to stand in the place of the unborn, uh, so that they have voice and visibility. The uh, what we've been, in the last segment, though, Peter was really doing a, a great job of laying out for us the um, that what, it's not just abortion that people are concerned about. Underneath the whole abortion problem is a commitment to a way of life that has suppressed the knowledge of God. So people are not living in the world that God—they're not living in the light of the world God created. They have created uh, what the Benedict Sixteenth uh, talks about, a net of shared pretense. They are not dealing with reality uh, as it's understood uh, by God. They're, they're inventing various philosophies, various uh, procedures, even rituals— that will keep them protected from that, from knowing who God is. This is what's so strange about this, is that St. Paul in Romans chapter 1 and 2 talks about the human tendency to suppress the truth of God in unrighteousness so that eventually their foolish minds are darkened. Yeah. And that's what we're seeing now. Yeah, and we're, that's what, yeah, going go ahead. back to that, Al, the, the darkness is not just, it's not just simply not having right knowledge, but it's right. actually coming under 
a dominion and a power. That's and, right. And, and because it's not we're a matter so of smart, data. Because we're so smart in the world today, we reject so many people reject original sin, slightly embarrassed about that idea, or the idea that there's two kingdoms, the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness, and you mean to tell me there's a devil? That's kind of a little outdated, it's a little embarrassing. People blush at it. But the reality, this is it. There's a kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. And the Benedict Pope Benedict was so insightful, he says at one point I'll hear um that this general perversion, that is the, the tendency to suppress the truth that leads to a disordered life, a disconnected, if we don't see the designer, we're, right. we're suppressing the truth. Then we don't yeah. see the design. We don't see the value of the design and its meaning. And so we're no longer saying, God, who are you and who am I? We're saying, I know who I am and I'm going to insist on who I am. So I have to silence God's voice. And that's the dimming of the light that goes on. And then that leads to darkened mind which leads to darkened behavior, and it falls into, as Paul says, wickedness. So some of his insight is just, I think, worth reading here. It says, he calls it, he says, this general perversion extends to all fields of life. What is unnatural becomes normal, like rejecting your own child. Well, it's right? natural to me, you know. Yeah, yeah, right. The person who lives against the truth lives against nature. People's power of invention no longer serve what is good, but the ingenuity and refinement of evil. The relationship between man and wife, between parents and children, is dissolved. And in this way, the sources of life are blocked up. And it's no longer life that reigns, but death. And a civilization of death has become established. And so the way of life, its laws begin to change. It's public discourse. The powers that be, whatever they are that are, that are against the Lord, begin to push this more and more, this whole way of life. And then he says, truth itself becomes far distant, and it doesn't show its power, but the opinion of men and women now begins to dominate. Man fears the close-at-hand appearance of the power of human opinion more than the powerless light of truth. I don't want to be on the wrong side. And this is, I guarantee you, the reason this probably, uh, at least one way of looking at the leaker's strategy here is to get the resources mobilized and also enough fear to be yeah. stirred up in the culture so that people don't want to be on the wrong side of the fear, I mean the wrong side of the the pushback, and hopefully intimidate Supreme Court justice or whatever their motivation yeah. is. Yeah. And so he's saying here then, the truth that gives courage becomes dim. And he says, so people bow to the power of opinion and they become its allies mm-hmm. and they become its bearers. They become slaves to appearance and once they've begun uh, to become involved with this, they must go further step by step, and they can indeed no longer break free from the net of shared pretense. Yeah, I love it that It becomes, one. he says, a society that can no longer lay hold of the truth, are standing in a shared deceit, yeah. and it leads to a slavery of untruth and not being. Now, that's, it, those, those words are, are so prescient right now. Right. And so... This is where lots of people are. They're trapped in this, sh- this net of shared pretense of it's not a baby. And even the president, who calls himself a Catholic, is like, well, we, yeah, we don't know when human life Peace. begins. I mean, it's like it could be, you know, whenever. So, so really, Mr. He's, president, yeah. number one, we don't know. We do know it begins at conception. Yeah, he's, he's profoundly ignorant. Yeah. He's also ignorant about world religions. But never, yeah. nevertheless, yeah. he poses as uh, somebody who knows. Plus, plus. Okay, even if you're not right on that, but even if you are, like, we're not sure. So what do we say? If you're you're out deer hunting and you see something moving in the woods, you say, 
I think that's a deer. <laughs> well, I'm not sure. Well, I kind of think it is. It might be. Let's shoot it and find yeah, out. You, you know what I mean? That's right. And it's just it's it's just so deceptive, and then it all gets applauded. And this is not a moment when Catholics should be looking for the applause of the world, politicians and others. It's just the wrong time to dance to the applause yeah. of the world because so much of the powers of the world are not standing in the will of God. You don't want their applause. So you, there's a purification going on in our lives. Oh, what do we love? Do I love myself more than I love God? Do I, do I want people's approval? Do I want to secure my popularity, my power, my role, my influence, my safety, my security? I'm not going to sacrifice all that. So I'm going to be quiet and not get involved. Yeah. Or I'm going to acquiesce on this issue and say, oh, you know, I'm personally opposed, but... You know, everybody's got a yeah. right to their own opinion, and who would take away this power from women anyway? So all these lies come forward, and many, many baptized people bend their knee in, with the impression, Al, that they're standing for some kind of good, but underneath, oftentimes, is inordinate self-love, desire to protect yourself, all, all that stuff. It's the ritual of killing another so yeah. that you might be, quote, free. Yeah. No, it, you're supposed to lay your life down so that another might be free. Yeah. You're the adult in this situation. Yeah, you're the well, one yeah. who has you're the one who has responsibility for this other. And I I I, I sometimes we we um these arguments that we have uh, in inure us to some really fundamental insights we should have. Abortion is an ugly thing. It, I mean it's ugly. Yeah. Um, you know, when we do surgery on somebody, that's ugly too. But we do surgery because something's gone wrong. Pregnancy is not something that's gone wrong. It's something that actually went right. Yeah. And abortion is an attempt to inject what is ugly, immoral, selfish, and the the behavior of someone who has a senses they have a blocked future. Yeah. That there's nowhere for them uh, to move. They're trapped, and they've got uh, they got themselves uh, like they're caught in a vice or something, and circumstances are pressuring them. Uh, I'm not minimizing the uh, the pressure on women who are in unexpected pregnancies, but at the same time, we need to step back and begin to ask: when you look at um, sexual relations between two men. There's something grotesque and ugly about it, and we shouldn't be ashamed to say that's not supposed to work that way. Same thing with abortion. It's ugly. It ought not to work that way. It's a fundamental violation yes. of so the killing order my grandmother. creation. Yes. So killing my, and all of it in the name of love. Yeah. And so yeah. we always, as, as Catholics, Christians, we have to keep the eternal perspective. Like Cardinal de Lubeck said at one point, uh, you should never be surprised when the world acts worldly with a darkened mind. But when a disciple does, <laughs> that's very right? good. When a, when a disciple does and says and buys the lie that that's what love is, you know, you know putting this... my grandmother to death or something and then celebrating it like I'm such a good person and it's so loving. No, Christ defined love. And let's talk about that, yeah. though, because cause I don't want us to get away from this. We, we're, this is going to we're going to be frustrated here in this discussion because the world is going to try to shut us down. Sure. And whenever one of the few things the psychologists seem to all agree on, and that is that frustration leads to aggression. Uh, so, you know, uh, 
we're going to be in the midst of this battle. There's going to be uh, things said about us. Uh, there's going to be irrational arguments. We cannot risk anything other than loving our enemy here. Yeah, we have to do you it know? the Lord's way. This is a yeah. moment for us to be witnesses, you know, like the martyrs were witnesses. Yeah. And this is the whole history of the church yeah. and tribulation yeah. and trial and patient endurance. So we, the church, you know, the command of the Lord says, love your enemies and you'll be, you're, you'll show forth that you're children of God, that you're children of the, your heavenly father in heaven. Now that means willing their good. You don't have to feel feelings of it all. You know I mean? If the feelings are there, great, but it's a decision to to yeah. see their dignity, even though they don't even see it, right? right? So right. we fight this battle politically as wise as serpents, innocent as doves, and and the our life. We have to have the eternal perspective. Our life is short; it's a passing shadow. We're all going to be dead soon. There's yeah. a there's a there's an appointment in our future. Yes. Every single one of us are going to appear before the judgment seat of God. That's what did right. you do with the life that you were given? So this is a moment for Christians to both. Prayerfully, if we don't have, as you said, the undergirding of prayer on this and fasting, that's where we're going to get the resource to be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. Right. We can be really shrewd and wise politically going forward, but we can also love our neighbor. And yes. you think about the great saints that converted Rome, that shocked those who put them, threatened them by death. You do what we say, or this great power of death is going to come over you. They said, we're not afraid. We know who the Lord is. It's not Caesar, and I'm not afraid to yeah. die. Yeah. You know. And then they died with joy, and they forgave the people, yeah. and that just, that were killing them. Yeah. In and, the history of happiness, perpetual and felicity open a whole new chapter. Yeah. Because they're yeah. able to experience that sense of joy, blessedness, happiness. Uh, when the whole world thinks they ought not, yeah. They're going to their death, but they do so, uh, they, they experience joy and happiness, not by avoiding yeah. that witness, that death, uh, but by actually embracing it. And that yeah. is a whole new, uh, according to Gerald McMahon, who wrote uh, actually a book by the name, History of Happiness, that's a whole new chapter. Yeah. Know, he, he and the only that. that only happened because of supernatural grace. Yes, that is, a, they understood their destiny. It's called Christian hope, and Christian hope undergirds courage, the willingness to sustain a wound. Right. You know, in defense of what's true and what's good and what's beautiful, and the knowledge that my life is headed for glory and it's going to be over soon. And the one thing I don't want to yeah. do is miss those opportunities in my life, in my short life that God gives me to witness to the truth in the footsteps of Jesus and the apostles and so many of the saints. And so this is something worth praying for every day. Lord, help me love those who are driving this issue, who are driving me crazy on yeah. the wrong side of this, yeah. you know? Yeah. And help me to be careful with my speech. Help me also to be shrewd and show me, Lord, what is, what's your, what's my uh, assignment now as a witness to this and ready to in my friendship groupings and other things to present the arguments, not to be afraid because people are going to be tempted. I'm sitting this out. Yeah. I'm, I'm laying low in the weeds in this man. I don't want anybody to know where I'm really at because it could cost me. That's foolishness. This is a moment for the America. And if Christians don't stand up, if Catholics don't stand up, they play this silliness like, well, I'm personally opposed, <laughs> but um, that, that's just a way to get yourself out of the argument, yeah. to preserve your own <laughs> safety and privileges right. and all that. That's a right? council of death right yeah, there. Yeah. And so you need grace for that. And that yeah. means you, you have to be a person of prayer and fasting and yeah. being serious about this. And the Lord will let you have your moments of contributing to witnessing to the yeah. truth 
uh, for the sake of the salvation of these people and for the glory of God. Peter, thanks. Great talking sure. with you. You too. And uh, people stay in touch with you at uh, renewalministries.com or .org. Uh, dot .net. Dot .net. net. Okay. Yeah, God bless you. Thanks. <laughs>